If you want Colts talk all year long, you're in the right place. This is the official Colts podcast, giving you an updated look at what's new with the horseshoes. Gets off to Taylor. He's in. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. Fires that way. Picked off. Darius Leonard at the five-yard line. Plants in the pocket. The Colts bring it down. A sack for Indianapolis. Steps up into the end zone. He throws. Michael Pittman. Touchdown. From the Power Home Solar Studio, let's get the podcast started. Hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Colts official podcast presented by WinBet. I'm JJ Stankovich, joined here by Matt Taylor and Lara Overton. And before we start, we are the Colts official podcast. That means as the official podcast of the Colts and as employees of the Indianapolis I mean, it's Colts, right there in the title. It, it tells you. I don't know why I'm explaining this. Anyways, there are things that are happening this week. We as club employees cannot talk about them until Wednesday at 4 p.m. That is when the new league year begins. That is when contracts signed with unrestricted free agents can be executed. Trades can be completed. Right now, we are we are not able to talk about those things as team employees. There are a lot of benefits of being the official Colts podcast. Um, this is one of those things that we just kind of have to roll with. But the good news is that we'll have you will hear us. You will hear Mete, Lara, and myself. We will be talking about all the moves the Colts make this week as soon as we can on an episode of Overtime. So keep your eyes out. And with that preface, it better be good because people have to wait for it. Well, and also with that, although we can't talk about necessarily player transactions, what we do get to talk about is assistant coaches and this staff that has been formed. Mm -hmm. And we give you the very first conversation with a new addition to the Colts coaching staff that you will want to hear coming up on this very episode. So that's the hook to this episode is later on we sat down with Reggie Wayne who you know as the great what Colts wide receiver and will now know as the Colts wide receivers coach. Number 87 back in the building. Won't be wearing number 87. If this were baseball he would be. Yeah. As a, a coach. Baseball coaches wear Maybe numbers. he'll wear it like weird. underneath his like you know hoodie yeah. on game day or something though like you know because Reggie like although he is now a, a coach you get the sense that he is a bit of that hybrid player coach like he was even in his mm. latter playing days. I, I just feel like that because of the influence and the ties that he has to this young group that he will always be regarded in that type of role as still being a part of the roster, although he is now respected as one of the coaches among the staff. Maybe well. he'll wear a jersey t-shirt. You know those uh, things? Yeah. You know, they look like jerseys but they're t-shirts kind of like your tuxedo t-shirt that you wore at the indy 500 (laughs) well speaking of which which time (laughs) speaking of jerseys uh we all got a chance to sit down with five of the colts new assistant coaches last week and i'm saying speaking of jerseys because lara you brought you busted out (laughs) a great segue kato june jersey great segue yes yeah which you acquired john scott no it was in my house (laughs) <laughs> like, don't be surprised by this, Matt. You know, you know my husband. So, no, my my husband Dan, longtime Colts fan, and he owned a Cato June number fifty nine authentic Reebok jersey, but it wasn't the one. It didn't even have like the stitched numbers. It's like you know the print on version because he was like, I was in college, I couldn't afford like the the real nice one, you know, with the the sewn on the black market one, right? So, uh, so we I busted it out, I broke it out for, and it's a double XL. That's the other thing about. <laughs> 
this Cato June jersey. So I had it on when Cato came back to do his interview, and he got such a laugh. I mean, I pointed out I got the June on the back, not just like a generic 59 jersey mm-hmm. you, know, you could toss out there. This was real deal because, you know, I have the affinity for the LBs. My initials are LB, so always, you know, showing a little linebacker love. So on that note, Let's talk about our impressions of getting to talk to these assistant coaches. Mayte and I got to sit down with them here uh, in the radio studio at the Colts Complex. Lara, you had a chance to talk with them on camera. My first impression is this is a really impressive group of defensive coaches. So the guys we talked to, defensive line coach Nate Ali, assistant linebackers coach Cato June, linebackers coach Richard Smith, assistant defensive backs coach Mike Mitchell, and defensive backs coach Ron Milas. Those are the five assistance that Gus Bradley has brought on on the defensive side of the ball. And the the biggest takeaway I had just from those five was that they all are big relationships guys. Yeah. And that's that comes from the top. We obviously Frank Reich, that is a a pillar of his coaching, you know, his coaching mantra. Same goes for Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley is a he connects with players so well and you can see these five guys how well they can connect with players in their own way, right? Nate Ali is coaching the defensive line. It's the first full defensive line coach job he's had in the NFL. Prior to that, he's only been an assistant defensive line coach. Versus Richard Smith, a guy who's got three and a half decades of coaching experience in the NFL. And it was really cool to just talk to them about their philosophies, their coaching styles. Uh, but, Mayte, I want to start with you. What, what did you kind of take away from yeah. getting to chat with those guys last week. Yeah, same thing. I mean, the, the, my biggest takeaway or one of them when talking with uh, with Ron Miles and Richard Smith, those are the two guys that have been mainstays on this staff, if you will, or under this scheme with, with Gus Bradley. It's all about synergy, and it's all about working together, specifically with Miles and Richard Smith, because those two guys have coached linebackers and secondary, respectively, together in this system under Gus Bradley for a long time. And it's not just coaching your guys. It's understanding who coaches the guys in the, you know, the layer behind you. So the linebacker coach knows you know, what, what the principles are with the secondary and vice versa and they know how to complement each other and they know what each other's thinking so it's going to be really I think interesting to see how those two guys translate to the Colts and how they can use all of those years of experience all of that time on task together in a short amount of time in the offseason workout program during the OTAs and help you know, the secondary guys like Rock Yassine and Isaiah Rogers um, and Kari Willis and Julian Blackman, how can those guys better understand what Bobby O'Karake and Darius Leonard are doing and vice versa? It's as a former player, it's one thing to understand, you know, here's the call, here's what I'm supposed to do, and then I go do it because that's the call. But it's another thing to understand why and then to take it a step even further the pinnacle of it is, here's what I'm supposed to do, and I know why I'm supposed to do it, and I also know what my brothers on the field are supposed to be doing as well and why they're doing it. So I think that's what those two guys specifically can bring to this defense is here's the why this is what you're supposed to do. This is why we teach it. These are the reasons we teach it this way. And to be able to kind of put their own spin on it as it relates to the personnel they have on this defense, I think it's going to be fun. And then, you know, with with Mike Mitchell and then Nate Ollie, um, and then you talk about Reggie Wayne, I mean, the Colts have focused a lot of attention on former players and former players that, you know, have played at a high level, specifically with Mike Mitchell and all the years in the NFL. Reggie Wayne's Hall of Fame career speaks for 
for itself. So I think it's going to help translate. Same thing with Cato June. I, I shouldn't uh, leave him out. But I don't think it's a prerequisite to have played in the league to be a great coach. But, man, it helps communicate your message even further if you can point to the tape and point to your career and say, you know, Reggie Wayne, I got 14,000 receiving yards in this Pretty league. Pretty good credentials. Or Cato June, I won a Super Bowl. I was an all-pro player. I led the, the team in tackles the, one, the year we uh, won the world championship. So I think those things help. I think the Colts have prioritized those um, in these hirings on the staff. And I'm just excited because you're bringing in some fresh blood, but guys that have a lot of experience, and there's other guys that are looking for experience that have a lot of energy. The, energy is exactly the word that came to mind. And I felt like that there were points previously where you did feel that, I'm just gonna looking defensively, that things did get a bit stagnant at times in points of this season. And this group seems uniquely built to revitalize what is an incredibly talented defense. Again, just speaking to the defense at this point, but you know, Gus Bradley pointed out you have a pro bowler at every position right now. Like what a thing to inherit and the the wealth of talent that you have, the depth that you have surrounding those guys. So with the experience you have of longtime guys like Milas and Smith, and then you do have guys who are on the early part, the first <laughs> years of their coaching careers, guys like Mike and Cato mm-hmm. and then, you know, Reggie also and then I mean Nate Ollie as well, who played at, at Ball State from Chicago. Um, you guys can hear all of those interviews, of course, on Colts.com. Those are all out there mm-hmm. on the Colts Audio Network as well. There is a great complement of the experience and the energy that this group seems to bring into this this locker room, into this organization altogether. And one thing that's interesting, Cato, Mike, Reggie were all here at points in 2018. Mike was playing on the team at that time. Mm-hmm. Cato June did a coaching fellowship while he was at Howard University, but came in and spent part of the offseason working with the defense. Well, Reggie was here as a voluntary assistant mm-hmm. in 2018 as well, at the very beginning of Coach Reich's tenure. So to me, that was really interesting that all of these guys have had a pulse on this group, on this organization, on this roster, not so far removed. So they have a great sense of the guys who make up this locker room, in particular Mike Mitchell, who, although his tenure here was short, you can speak to this. He had an incredible impact on that defense when he was here, when he mm-hmm. stepped into the 2018 season. And Reggie has been around so much. He still has great connections within this locker room. And Cato, you've had a number of opportunities where he's been back and done all of these things. So it's immediately voices that will be respected in these different meeting rooms because of, one, the relationships that are already there and also the respect that there is of the guys who are veteran presence across coaching with in the NFL who are going to come and help this defense and, you know, all together, but in particular, you have more of a defensive uh, imprint right now, but help it evolve take that next step to getting to where they want to go well, because they, they finished the season strong now what can you do with it to evolve it uh, no doubt evolve it further well one thing on Mike Mitchell like you said Larry he came in I I don't have it in front of me but it was sometime in October I think it was October 9th he came in right middle of the season and you remember reflecting on that 2018 season the Colts got off to a very poor start you know right one in five and then they had to win nine to ten dig themselves out of a yeah. hole to, to make the playoffs and a big reason why you you know, the first six games that season, they were giving up a lot of big plays, a lot of explosive, right? Completions over 20 yards, big touchdowns, and that all kind of stopped, and it coincided with Mike Mitchell's arrival here in Indianapolis, and he was a signee out of sheer necessity because the Colts were really thin, they were banged up, and so he's brought in, 
all of a sudden the big plays are going down. He's making big plays when he's out there, you know, on his own. But everybody else is just playing better. Talk to a guy like Quincy Wilson, and Quincy Wilson all of a sudden turned it on, and he was playing mm-hmm. much better football. He was shutting people down. He was getting passes defensed. He was getting interceptions, and a lot of it he credited Mike Mitchell. He said Mike Mitchell came in was a steady force, and he could talk to me the way the coaches couldn't talk to me. Like He came in and took inventory real quick. Is like, dude, you're, you're not practicing the way you need to practice. You're not watching film the way you need to watch film. You know, Same thing with a guy like Kenny Moore. Not to that degree, but I think he came in and said, this is how you watch film. This is what you're looking for. These need to be your takeaways. This is how I watch film. This is what I'm looking for. And I think it helped everybody in that secondary kind of take the next level and kind of steady that ship. So, I mean, obviously a lot of things in 2018 corrected themselves, but I think Mike Mitchell's presence, his leadership that season, that was a big part of that turnaround. And he's looking to kind of take all that leadership and, you know, that that mentorship and now use it as as a coach. But I still think he can talk to the players a little bit differently and relate to them maybe in a way that Ron Milas, who has you know a lot of experience he's played on or coached with seven different teams, that, that maybe he can't sympathize with or he can't relate to the way that Mike Mitchell can as a former player. Relatability, so significant. That's something that I learned when we talked with all of the coaches last offseason. And they mentioned that what you need within a coaching staff, the reason you need diversity in multiple facets based on where you're from, your background, all of those different factors is because you need to be able to have different guys, different coaches who relate to to players differently and are able to form these bond and these connections over unique aspects. Aspects, whether it's where they grew up, maybe it's their faith, maybe it's, you know, they played at the same university or they had a similar mentor or someone who they looked up to. And when you do look at all of these different factors, the diverse background of coaches you're bringing in, that hits on a lot of those different levels. One of the things I asked Darius about, I had a conversation with him about Cato June, because in 2018, Darius was limited. That was recently, mm-hmm. you know, after he was drafted, he had that hamstring injury. He was coming out of South Carolina State with Cato being at Howard, they quickly formed a bond over HBCUs and their love of HBCUs. And that's something that they already have coming in. So those just different points of relatability, whether it's guys who played with Mike Mitchell or it's, you know, the factor that that Darius and Coach June have that connection, or it's Reggie being able to talk to Michael Pittman Jr. or Desmond Patman or Paris Campbell about something specific that he can relate to. And then the veteran coaches as well, scenarios that they've been with it. Yep. Those things are huge. So one, so before we get to Reggie, I just want to talk quickly about Nate Alley because I came out of talking to him. Mate, we, we sat down with him for like 20 minutes, and I could have talked to that dude for like an hour. He He's got such a good feel for how to connect with players. This is a guy who joined the Philadelphia Eagles in 2019 as an assistant defensive line coach. In that room, you got Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, who I believe are older than him at the time. Fletcher Cox, multi-time All-Pro, pro pro bowler. Brandon Graham, long-time edge rusher there in Philadelphia. And Nate Alley said, you got to be real with them. These guys want to be coached hard and... The age difference, walking in there, 27-year-old, like, who the heck is this guy? He got through to those guys. And the the way that I think he goes about coaching, I love this fit for Pay and Dio Odangbo so much. This, this energetic young guy who's got some great ideas, and I'll share this too. 
I was listening to an episode of the Athletic Football Show, and on it, Robert Mays was interviewing uh, Connor Hughes, who covers the Jets for the Athletic. And Connor Hughes was talking about the Jets staff last year and how he looked at that staff and he saw a number of future coordinators on that staff. And one of the guys he mentioned was Nate Ollie, who was the Jets' assistant defensive line coach last year. I thought that was fascinating. Here's a Who is just now all of 30 years old. Right. Here's this 29, 30-year-old coach, assistant D-line coach, and he's looking at him and saying, that guy's going to be a coordinator someday. That tells me that he he is not only thought of highly inside our building, but around the NFL. To get him here and to get him working with your top two draft picks from 2021, I love it. I, I can't wait to see what he does with them. I agree. I agree. Go back and listen to that conversation if you haven't yet already. It's a great one. He is fantastic and also has ties to this organization. Worth he noting, does. his wife yep. was a Colts cheerleader for multiple seasons. She was even the Pro Bowl cheerleader mm-hmm. in 2020. So they're very excited yeah. to be back home here in Indianapolis. Absolutely. We are excited to have Reggie Wayne on the podcast coming up Shortly before we bring on one of the greatest wide receivers in NFL history, though, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Colts Audio Network and the Colts Official Podcast. Reggie, Reggie, can I get this Reggie, read first? Reggie, <laughs> remember to again rate, review, and subscribe. You threw me off. You threw off his mojo. I'm trying to get people to give us a five star review because hey, I think our podcast is pretty good. At least give Reggie a five star review. Gi- at least give the interview with Reggie Wayne a five star review because it's Reggie Wayne and he deserves a nothing caveat. less than that. The Anyways, first part no good. Second part five stars. No, no, this was good. This is good. And remember, we'll be back uh, with an episode of Overtime as soon as we are able to talk about the moves the Colts are making. Mayte, when next time you do that, get away from the, the mic. <laughs> this is live. We're losing stars here. We're losing Sorry. stars. Anyways. I meant to hit the button, but. Before Mayte makes another weird noise. I can't noise, walk and chew gum. Before, <laughs> before Mayte makes another weird noise into the microphone, we are going to get to our interview with Reggie Let's Wayne, go. the new Colts wide receivers coach. Let's go. We're in the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. I'm Matt Taylor, joined by Lara Overton across the way. And our guest in studio with us, he needs no introduction as a player. But now he is the wide receivers coach for the Indianapolis Colts. A big smile on his face. It's Reggie Wayne. Reg, great to see you again, man. I appreciate y'all having me. I got, I got to get used to this coach thing, man. I really do. <laughs> yeah. It's Every time somebody say, hey, what's up, coach? I, I, I look behind me. I think there's a coach behind me. You know is that what, what you so, want to be called or something else? Um, <laughs> just, just it, it doesn't matter. Just, just call me ready. I'm ready for this. I'm, 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 I'm excited for this opportunity. Obviously, I'm thankful and humbled. Uh, and I can't thank the the organization and Frank and Chris Ballard enough for just giving me the the, right. the opportunity to be here. Reggie, you were here in 2018. You had a voluntary assistant role. You stepped in in the offseason, worked with this offense under Coach Reich, and you'd been with Coach Reich before when you were a player here. What was it about that experience in 2018 that set things in motion that you thought this would be something you might want to pursue, and why was now the right time to be part of this coaching staff? Well, in 2018, that's, that was a kind of, a, as we would say, an appetizer of <laughs> me uh, saying if this is something that I not only can I do it, or, you know, it was also a, a, a thought of would I do it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I, I, and that appetizer was good. It really was. It was a good taste. Um, I felt like, you know, it, I was I was energetic, and I don't know if that was because I was a volunteer at the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> um, but you know, I was I was excited to be there, and I felt like the guys were were um, 
they're responding pretty pretty well, you know. But at the time, I kind of was, you know, I, like I said, I was a volunteer. I didn't really want to step on anybody's toes. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Petullo, he was the receiver coach. You know, mm-hmm. I was just kind of in the in the background, just kind of add my two cents when asked. You know, um, but those two cents that you know that I was asked, you know, I felt like I was, I was, I was serving. I felt like I was being impactful. Um, and guys were responding well, you know what I mean. So uh, that kind of gave me that that feel of like, all right, I can do this. I really feel like mm-hmm. this is this is in me, you know what I mean. Now, as far as the other question you ask is, why the timing is right, um, man. Frank was asking me every every year, <laughs> you know. It was asking me, yeah. He was he was, you know, that phone call to come around the same time every year, and it's like. Yeah, I know what Frank's about to ask. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, but you know, but it's, it's a few things about that. You know, one, um, you know, all the other times he asked me, I just knew I wasn't ready mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't. You know, I understand to be a coach in this league, it's a lot of hours you got to put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, yep. And I just didn't at the time. I felt like I didn't have that to give. You know, I got. I got kids at home. I got little boys at home, and I, I just think they was too young, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. Um, everything has to be ready. Everything has to fall in place. But this particular time when he called, um, he was he was used to getting a, an, a no ASAP, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but this time when he called, um, I was actually looking forward to the call, you know. Um, and when he called, the first thing I did, I, I, I smiled. I grinned. You know what I mean? Answer the phone. And, um, you know, Frank gave me his spiel, as he always does. And he said, <laughs> circling back around and, you know, seeing what your thoughts are. And instead of me giving him a no right away, I said, hey, um, let me let me think about this. That's what I was going to ask you. Let me, you? let me let me goggle this a little bit. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I think I caught him by surprise, honestly. Right. You know what I mean? And. And he was like, uh, "Are you all right, man?" You know, <laughs> he was like, he, he, he didn't want to mess it up. You know what I mean? So he was like, um, "He said, okay, man, take as much time as you need." You know, and uh, you know, he said, "Oh, you know, if you got any questions, you know, um, you know, let me know." And uh, so, you know, I, I kind of contemplated on it, and I asked a lot of people um, that I know that are coaches. You know, some of them was former players um, to get their thoughts on not only. Um, their journey, you know, but also, you know, like, hey, how would you think my journey would be? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. Um, you know, and I, and I added all that stuff in there, and man, it just, I just feel like now is the time, you know. At, at some point in time, you know, Frank go stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how I look at it. Like, he's not gonna keep letting me tell him no, you know. So it's like, right, man. Uh, I just, you know, I, I was blessed enough to 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 get those phone calls every year and right. and to me i look at it as like all right man like you did something right you know along the way um to leave an impression to have that option to have you you know an nfl coach continuously calling you next year if you want to coach you know so um you know i just think it's uh it's time you know my dad was a, he was a high school coach um i went to school to be a teacher you know i'm a history major um so i'm still teaching it's just mm-hmm. in a different way. No doubt about that. And you, you talked about this is going to be your first full-time coaching opportunity. And it's not just about 
you, know, you played at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can talk about your Hall of Fame career coming up in just a little bit. But, you know, your playing career speaks for itself. But but what about the relationships? You know, Coach Reich is calling you for a reason, not just mm-hmm. because you can coach. You yep. can relate to these players. How excited yep. are you for that opportunity Th- as that's, well? That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like when you're playing, you know, like part of me, I played to impact lives, right? To, to put smiles on, you know, fans' faces, right? That was part of the journey. That was part of the theory for me. Mm-hmm. And now, to me, it's the same way. You know, it's the same thing. Now you're coaching. Now I can teach, you know, uh, um, these guys, these receivers, how to impact lives, um, how to, you know, how to become a professional if they if they feel like they're missing something. You know, I can give them my two cents. I can tell them my journey. I sat in them same seats. I was in the same meeting room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, like I, I know what you're going through. I've been there. You know, I've been a, a, a second, third year receiver. You know, hey, I I didn't start until my third year. So you know what I mean. So like I get what you're going through. I know times. You know, you know it. it it's been times where I, I I woke up and you know in my second year in the league and I I, I go to you know wash my face and I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, hey, man, is this what you really want to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Like it's 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 a journey. It's a process. You know what I mean. So um, that and and that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited not only about uh, uh, getting them better, you know, uh, teaching them how to be professionals, um, giving them little nuances of the game that I feel like I can help them improve in. You know, I just don't want to screw them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't want to screw up a Michael Pittman Jr. I just want to I, I want to take what you're great at and keep it there, and whatever it is that you're lacking. I can give you my two cents. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's what it's about to me. You know, I tell everybody all the time, it's, it's, it's more than just being, you know, a, a, a player or a coach or things like that. It's like, man, you know, once football is over, what are they saying about you? You know what I mean? Are they saying you're a good teammate? Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, that's that's everything. So whatever I can do to help them with that, I'm all for it. You do inherit a very young room, rich in Ooh, talent. Yes, 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 young. And all <laughs> of the guys who played with you, who shared that locker room with you, talked about the mentor that yep. you were. Even when you were a player, you yep. kind of wore that coach hat yep. because you were bringing guys up. Guys like T.Y. Hilton said that over and over. Yep. What is one lesson that you had to learn, I don't know if I want to say the hard way in your career, but just through experience in your career, that you look forward to hopefully teaching these guys that they can learn earlier on in their careers, benefit from sooner, and hopefully use that over the course of their careers, get to, you know, utilize that or learn from that even sooner than maybe what you, you did. You know what the biggest thing was for me? It was uh it was patience. I, I didn't I didn't handle being patient well, you know. Uh, I came from the University of Miami where I started as a true freshman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, been been playing, been been on the star, you know, squad mm-hmm. since I was seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you know, at, at seven years old, you're dreaming about getting to the NFL. You don't care about all that other stuff. You don't care about it, Hall of Fame. You don't care about two, like you just want to play, right? You just want to play football. So, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden, when you, you you've reached the pinnacle, you've reached your dream, and all of a sudden, you know, they're telling you, "Hey, you you're not ready yet." 
you know, take a squat, <laughs> you know, sit on the bench. So like, like that, that's tough. You know what I mean? And, and then all of a sudden you start, you start questioning things, you know, you know, you start doubting things. Um, then you start getting rebellious. You start getting angry. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I just felt like I didn't handle patience well, you know, but after a while I realized like my third year, I remember Tony Dungy coming up to me and say, all right, Hey, now it's your turn. You know what I mean? I was, man, I almost went out there in the parking lot and did jumping jacks <laughs> and somersaults. You know what I mean? Cause I, I, I've been waiting for that moment. And then when I got into that moment, you know, and as time goes by, I say, I tell myself like, like, damn, I wasn't ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they they saw that. You know what I mean? Like, you think you're ready, you know, but so it's just being patient. I, I, you know, one thing I tell these guys, like, hey, I understand, you know, you you want to be this and you want to be that, but just be patient. Continue to work on your craft. Continue to work on your game, and uh, it, 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 it'll, come to, it'll come to light. You know what I mean? Reggie, this is probably a better question for the Reggie Wayne of year seven or eight instead of Reggie Wayne year two or three like you mm-hmm. just talked about. But how important was coaching to you as a player? How much did you want to be coached? Oh, every every day. You know, uh, for what, uh, I'll say uh, 11 years, uh, well, 10 years, uh, something like that. Clyde Christensen was my receiver coach, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we would always say the same thing every, at the beginning of every year. You know, we'd sit down, we had a meeting, and he would say, "Hey, I'm gonna treat you like you're a rookie," and that's all I wanted. I didn't mm-hmm. ever want no special treatment. I never wanted none of that stuff. Um, you know, I just wanted to go in and play football. I enjoyed. I loved playing football. Um, yeah, so treat me like a rookie because as soon as I start getting comfortable. Would feel like all right. I made X amount of Pro Bowls and this and that. That's when I feel like my yeah. game's gonna lack. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wanted him to treat me like a rookie. He he was hard on me, and that was cool. So I I I I bring on coaching. I bring I I I love being coach. You know, um, because at the end of the day, you know, like like I've always said, everybody's on scholarship. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you need you need to make sure you you're, you're your your axe is, is is sharpened enough continuously over and over and over. You know what I mean. So, I I I enjoyed it. I I really do. Um, and man, even like when 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 Frank Wright was my receiver coach, you know, he I, I learned different things from him. Like I had never had a receiver coach that was a former NFL quarterback. So now I say, you know what? I gotta take advantage of this. Yeah. What the hell are y'all thinking? When this is called, or when you see this defense, or whatever, like that was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know what I mean? He becoming my receiver coach, and he was a former NFL quarterback, and it was like a breath of fresh air. And I'd be like, you know, I sit in the meeting and I hear Frank say, "Man, I don't know how you gonna do that." Oh, thank you, Jesus, because <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do you, it either. You get you it. Know what I mean, yeah, you, you get you it. Absolutely, do get it. Yeah, you know, because it's easy to go up on 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 a, on a whiteboard and draw yeah. something, draw a route, and then you go out there and physically try to do it. Man, you blow both your kneecaps. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then you get Frank Wright coming in, and he and he, and he says, you know, I don't, Reg, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I'm like, man. 
I appreciate you, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, so, man, I've been blessed along my way to have great people around me, great teammates, great coaches to lead the way um, to show me, you know, how it's done. You know, I've seen different ways of how it's done mm-hmm. from, from you know, a Tony Dungy, you know, to Jim Caldwell, you know, to Chuck Pagano. You know, I've had position coaches. I've had four, four receiver coaches, you know. Um, but, but man, all of them was good. All of them left the, uh, 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 an imprint on, on my journey. And uh, I appreciate all that, man. I love coach, I love coaching. You, we can't do it without coaches. Mm-hmm. Coaches is important. It really is. Just like leadership. You mentioned that it took, you know, a couple of calls year after year for Coach Reich to pull you in in terms of being a part of this staff as wide receivers coach. How quickly did you and Cato June connect on maybe you would come into the building at the same time, two yep. Super Bowl champions within this organization coming back together? He was here in 2018 yep. as well. He was doing yep. a coaching fellowship. Yeah, you know, it's uh, and, and that's one of the guys I talked to, you know, um, great friend of mine. Yeah, we we ran these streets, you know, um, <laughs> you know, but, you know, he, he was into the coaching thing for a long time, but, you know, he was more on the college level, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, uh, but it's the same difference if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he knows the grind. He knows what it does to families. He knows, you know, you got to have a, a strong supporting staff, you know what I mean? So if you don't have those things in line, then it's going to be hard for you, you know? So, but I remember he told me, he said, man, I got to, even back in 2018, you know, you know, he was wanting to get on back then. You know what I'm saying? And I was telling him, you know, because I just wanted to be a volunteer then. You know what I mean? But I was enjoying, the, you know, the, the journey at the time. And I was like, hey, man, you know, if you don't get on, just keep doing your thing. They're going to realize it. They're going to recognize it. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you got to gotta jump over those hurdles. You know what I mean? But I, I, I take my hat off to him just to see how he continued to, to push and push and push. You know what I mean? And I think, like, man, this is perfect for him. You know what I mean? You're coming back to, you know, where you, you know, won the Super Bowl ring. You're familiar with, you know, you're, you're one of the homes that you claim. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's perfect. So when he told me he was coming in for an interview, you know, I said, man, have your stuff together. Because <laughs> at the time, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. You know what I mean? But I was cheering for him, you know what I'm saying, so hard and so much because I know how hard it is to get into this business. And uh, he, uh, you know, he wanted it so bad, you know what I mean? So, like, I know I know, I was getting on his nerves. I kept calling him, like, man, you ready? You ready? And then after, you know, he had his interview, he didn't call me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, like damn, he must something must have didn't work. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, he ended up calling me later on. And he told me, you know, that he got it. And and I was his biggest cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? I, I really was. And, uh, like, that helped me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I know Frank, but Frank is the head coach. You know what I mean? I know I could pull, you know, bounce stuff off of him if, if need be. But, like, man, he his job's important. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's good to have a familiar face. Yeah. And not only a familiar face, a, a face that, that – has been grinding, has been, you know, a coach for X amount of years, that's has been through it, you know. So whenever I, you know, I do have a, you know, a tough day or a rough day, you know, I can I can have somebody that I'm familiar with that I can go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've, I've met everybody on the staff, and it seems like everybody on the staff is like that. It's, it seems like there are people that you can go and talk to. Man, Gus Bradley had me in his office for two hours. 
I'm like, Gus, you know I'm on the offensive side, right? You know what I mean? But but it was great. I learned stuff from Gus. Yeah. You know, just in two hours, my first time meeting him. You know what I mean? So it's like all these guys are, are great people uh, on his staff. Uh, I really feel good about it. And um, guys are excited about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. if they're excited about it, I'm even more excited. Reg, when you were here, I mean, every year you guys were going 12-4 and four and winning the AFC South and making the playoffs and – you know that equated to you know so much you know playoff success and winning the Super Bowl and I know this might be a tough question to answer because you're you're back in you know it's only been a couple of weeks but what do you make of the culture in the building now compared to when you were here as a player do you see any similarity there um you know I, I do you know like I've always thought that you know uh it may have been you know maybe a little bit more aggressive as a tackler but like I've already always thought that that you know Leonard has, was a Cato June mm-hmm. you know like their t- their ball skills is it, like Cato was a pro bowler Cato had like six picks one year you know what I mean like I, I see a lot of things in place you know um that that can you know resemble what we had you know um actually it could be better you know I just think they just got to you know, just fix a couple of things here and there, you know, and I think they'll be right back to where they were. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hard just on the outside looking in, you know. I, I watched every game. Um, I was cheering, you know. Win, lose, or draw, I'm still wearing my coach stuff in Miami, you know, and I'm down there, you know, or, or amongst all Dolphin fans, which, you know, was cool. I enjoyed it because we was better than them anyway. You know what I mean? But um, it, it's just one of them things that um, I just feel like it's just a couple of things that, you know, they can just fix this and fix that. You know, man, they, every game is every game is um, it's just one or two plays, no right, yep. that, that, that tells the tale of a game. And uh, we know last year that it's a lot of games we've, you know, you know, we we feel like we should have won. You know, and I say we because I, I really was a big fan. I really I feel like I was part of that. You know what I mean? You know, and there was a couple of games that got away from us at the end. You know what I mean? But it's it's not far. It's not, man. And I, as long I, we just need them to believe that we need them to the leaders to to lead, and um, and and everybody just buy into that system. And if we can get everybody to buy into the system, I think they'd be fine. Cause that's what we did. We 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 bought into the system. We we, you know, the gospel that Coach Dungey and Coach Caldwell was 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 preaching, like we was all for it. Last one from me. I know that you're just a few hours on the job officially, so <laughs> I'm throwing you right into it. But you've been around quite a bit. You know, Ring of Honor ceremonies and the inductions and all the different celebrations, and you know, going to Canton to yeah. see your teammates go in. So you've been around quite a bit. Even prior to now, what conversations have you been able to have with these wide receivers who you're now inheriting? What potential do you see with this group? Michael Pittman Jr., you have Paris Campbell, Desmond Patman, all of those guys who you're now going to be working hand-in-hand with in a couple weeks. Well, it's funny you asked that. I was just talking to uh, the players' personnel guy, David Thornton, here, and I said, hey, I need all the players' phone numbers. There you go. Um, And right before I came to you guys, I, I, I got all their numbers, so... When I get done with you, you all, I'm going and make those phone calls. I uh, I actually bumped into Paris Campbell earlier, right? And um, it's it's funny, you know, because I remember when he was drafted, 
I called his name, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I called your name, bro. Like, <laughs> wow, I need you right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so like, you know, but I, you know, we was talking and it was real brief, and I told him I call him and we'll talk later. But I said, hey, for one, we need you healthy. Yeah, we need you healthy, and I and I and I told him straight up, and I and I'm one thing about me, I'm gonna be honest, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna be honest because your play is a reflection of me, right? So. If you're not if you're not doing what you're supposed to, you're not being a professional, showing up on time and being ready and answering the bell every week, that's that's a, that's that's a, that's an impression of me and what I'm instilling into you guys. You know what I mean? So I already know where the eyes gonna be on me. It's just I feel like I'm that first round draft pick in 2001 all over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I know they're gonna be watching. So it's gonna be it's my job to make sure they're ready. And I told them I said I need you healthy. And I need you ready. We are gonna have fun. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I told him the truth. I said, hey, the clock's ticking. We need you there. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? You got to answer the bell. Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm excited. Um, you know, I've, I've uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Patman, like all these dudes. You know, I'm trying to get all of them on, you know, and get them, give them as much as I possibly can. Because the only thing I want to do is I want to see these boys succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, I really feel like this team is going is going to go – as far as the receivers can take him. Yeah, we know we got, you know, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, and and he's a bad boy, right? But guess what? They're going to start loading that box like they already have. Yeah. So it's going to be up to these receivers to take that pressure off. Mm-hmm. Not only him, the O-line, the quarterback, everybody. Yeah. So I really feel like offensively we can do some, we can do some great things. Um you know, but it's gonna be up to the receivers to to be able to deliver. Yeah. You know, so I'm 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 excited to make these phone calls and talk to these guys, get to know them a little bit, and uh, and and, and have some fun. I really am. Right. Reg, last one. You've been so gracious with your time, but you know, as a player, this is this is me talking, not you. So everybody understand that. But 211 games with the Colts franchise record, 14,000 yards, NFL receiving champ. Um, again, this is me. You're going into the Hall of Fame, right? It's it's a matter of when, not if, for you. Um, so far, these last couple of years, what, what has this process been like for you? Um, the anxiety level, so to speak, and then when it does happen, what what do you think that's going to mean? Uh, you know, it, it whenever it happens, if it happens, you know, it's it it'll be great. You know, it it'll be a a stamp on my dream. You know, uh, my dream was to be a player mm-hmm. in the NFL. I never really looked at being a Hall of Famer. I didn't know what that was, you know. But to finally do the body of work, and then you hear your name being amongst that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's it's the final, it's the final chapter to that, to that book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but like I told you guys earlier, like I, I'm cool with. I, I'm patient. I am. It's it's already written, man. It, 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 we it's, it's already written, and and if it happens, it happens. But you know what? If it don't, I'm cool. I'm good. You know, like I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever cared about. And and this is documented. I've always said this, and I'm gonna continue to say it. All I ever cared about, right, was obviously that was my dream to be an NFL football player. We can check that off, right? Um, but. Once I got to the league, the only thing I cared about, man, was what my teammates and what my peers and what what they what they thought of me. 
right? Like when when somebody when a stranger comes up to a Cato June, a Gary Brackett, mm-hmm. or whoever, Robert Mathis, whoever, right? And they say, man, how was it to play with Reggie? You know, is he is he a cool dude? Is is he a good teammate? You know, all you know, their answer is what I care about. You know what I mean? Are they going to say, man, he was a damn good teammate. He was a hell of a friend. He's a great father. All those things. You know, like, that's what I, that's what I care about. And, and if I get anything positive from those questions that those random people come up to those guys with, I'm, that's great. I'm good. The, the thing I can't handle is if they had an answer that said, man, he's a terrible teammate. Uh, he's awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, like, that will bother me. But, like, if that if, if I get that that knock on the door or whatever mm-hmm. and say, hey, Reggie, you, you know, welcome to the Hall of Fame, bro, I'm I'm going to be ecstatic. I'm going to be excited. You know, I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the wave anyway, yeah. you know, regardless. You know, but if I don't or if I don't get it in a timely fashion, I'm going to be okay. I'm gonna be all right, you know. what I mean, I know, I know one thing. I gave it everything I had. Um, I had nothing left, <laughs> you know. I mm-hmm. felt like I left it all on the field, you know what I mean. And uh, I have no regrets. I don't. I do everything the same way. Yeah, it's way to live, man. You're a uh, you're class act and a pro's pro. And and like you said, we would all agree, Lair and myself, and I think we speak for all of the the Colts fans everywhere out there that uh, you are a Hall of Famer in the game of life and yep. being a great guy. So. Really appreciate the time. It's great to see you again. It's wow. awesome to have you on the staff. And, <laughs> Coach uh, Reggie. Yeah. Good luck. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.